The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome back, Buffalo Bills fans. It's Matt Warren, editor-in-chief at buffalorumlinks.com and the host of Buffalo Rumlinks Q&A on the Buffalo Rumlinks Podcast Network. As always, you can send in your questions to us on our voicemail line at 716-508-0405. You can tweet us at Rumlinks Q&A. You can send us emails, buffalorumlinks at sbnation.com. Instagram and Facebook messages to the official Buffalo Rumlinks account will make their way to me as well. Thanks to our wonderful uh, social media manager, Danielle. In addition to all of your Bill's questions that you can send in for our regular episodes, we have an Ask Me Anything episode coming up in a couple weeks here. So you can send in your questions about any topic that you want, not just the Buffalo Bills. So if you want to know if a hot dog is a sandwich or what my favorite uh, chicken wing spot is or any of those other questions that you might have um, that aren't necessarily related to the bills you can send those in Uh, we do that annually uh, during the down part of the off season which is right now so send those in to our regular channels and uh and we'll answer those on our ask me anything episode coming up soon all right, well, we are, like I said, in the middle of the offseason, but that didn't stop you from sending in your questions this week. So let's get right to them. First up is offseason Rory on Twitter, who says, Can we start the season now? Who? Um, no, we can't start the season now. Um, NFL and NFL Players Association contracts, but I totally get what you're saying, and especially with all of the I don't know, the, the hullabaloo around the Bills this offseason. It'll be just nice to get back to football and you know playing football again. Uh, right now, we're still in kind of a holding pattern as far as COVID opt-outs go. Players have until July 2nd to do that. Now, with Star Latulale back and EJ Gaines released, both players that took advantage of the opt-out last year are either back with the team or not on the roster at all anymore. Uh, so that's not a huge concern. Uh, the only thing we're waiting to see is if Cole Beasley is going to decide to opt out. Um, it doesn't sound like he's going to do that uh, based on what his comments were earlier this offseason about saying he would play for free. It sounds like he really wants to play. Um, whether or not he follows the COVID-19 protocols and gets fined for all that stuff, that's a different conversation for a different day. Uh, but you know that's coming up here uh, July 2nd. And then 
we've got training camp starting at the end of July. So it's hopefully uh, the dead season. This is hopefully the time in the offseason where we don't hear from any Buffalo Bills players unless they're getting married or having babies or something like that. Um, you know, we don't want to see somebody getting arrested. We don't want to see somebody making headlines for saying something controversial or doing something controversial. Uh, so um, I, I'm definitely with you with the uh, can we wait for the season to start. Um, but we got plenty of content over at Buffalo Rumblings to help tide you over um, you know, at least five articles a day. Um, oftentimes way more than that. So check it out over at buffalorumblings.com. And thanks for your question over on Twitter at Rumblings Q&A. Uh, staying over there, we've got Jack Nealon, longtime listener. Thanks, Jack. Uh, you may have answered this already, but if Stevenson wins the returner job, does he offer more in the wide receiver game than Roberts? Andre Roberts, uh, who the Bills let walk this offseason. Uh, is it just a McKenzie role for him or more of an outside receiver? Can he gain a role as a wide receiver and not be the returner? Um, I don't know if Stevenson can gain a role on this roster that doesn't include him being the primary returner. Uh, the Bills are just so deep at wide receiver. I have a really hard time seeing him make the roster as a receiver. Let's run down that wide receiver uh, depth chart here. Stephon Diggs, Emmanuel Sanders, Cole Beasley, Gabriel Davis are locks in my opinion. Um, then you get up into the Isaiahs, which um, you know Stevenson will be competing directly with Isaiah McKenzie and Isaiah Hodgins for uh, roster spots. And you also have Jake Kumaro, who is on the roster at points last year. Um, I'm not necessarily worried about something like target share or, you know, where what position he's going to play if we're talking about Stevenson playing his way onto the roster. Because if he does, it'll be as that sixth wide receiver um, and he'll be inactive on game days. He won't be in the um, conversation for really... Um, you know, the top three or four spots on the roster, really any playing time. Um, again, you're talking about him playing his way on the roster as just a wide receiver without the kick return prowess. Right now, I want to talk a little bit about Matt Perino over at Syracuse.com and NewYorkUp.com. Uh, Perino and the rest of the Bills media aren't able to talk about what happens at practice in a lot of ways. They can't talk about special teams. They can't talk about... Uh, what routes players were running or even who's running with the first team. But Perino released an, a 53-man roster projection after minicamp, and he kept six wide receivers with Marquez Stevenson being the last player he cut or one of the last players he cut um, as the Bills kept 10 defensive linemen, which is a lot of defensive linemen. We can talk about roster building later, and you've heard me talk about roster building. I don't think they're going to keep 10 defensive linemen. But what Perino is able to do is he's able to see what's going on during those special teams portions of the workouts. And while he can't report on it, he can, you know, give us some breadcrumbs. And so when he says, quote, McKenzie is likely going to win the team's kick return duties unless Powell, uh, Brandon Powell, or the rookie Stevenson flash significant skills during the summer. That tells me that McKenzie is way out in front right now and something would have to happen in order for that to shift. So there's a lot in your question here, but A, I don't think Stevenson's gonna win the returner job based on what I've heard from Bill's reporters that were at minicamp. Does he offer more in the wide receiver games than Andre Roberts? I don't know if he offers more, um, more or less. He, he's certainly less experienced at the NFL level. Um, 
is it just a McKenzie role or is he more of an outside receiver? He's more of the quick twitch uh, speed type of wide receiver like McKenzie. Uh, could he gain a role as wide receiver and not be the returner? I highly, highly doubt that without some major injuries at the position. Um, the Bills keeping six wide receivers would be a lot. Um, they haven't really kept six wide receivers in the past, at, at least not on a regular, consistent basis. Now, they've brought in at least that many receivers every year during the season when somebody gets hurt or is traded or is ineffective. And so it wouldn't surprise me if a guy like Jake Comero isn't on the Bills roster now but makes it halfway through the year, or Marcus Stevenson gets a call up halfway through the year, or even a guy like Duke Williams. Um, going back to you know some of the other guys that they've had through the doors the last couple of years, the Bills have brought in players midseason um, at that wide receiver position. So um, especially with um, me not really being too concerned about players being poached on waivers, um, you know, being able to find talent around the NFL, I think it's going to be fine if the Buffalo Bills um, decide not to keep Marquez Stevenson on their roster. I had him on my last 53-man roster projection, but that was right after the draft, and we hadn't seen kind of how it all shook out in minicamp and how he was going to adjust to the NFL, and we still haven't uh, because the pads go on. And when the pads go on, receivers that you know look good in minicamp sometimes uh, can shrink uh, with the physical contact. So thanks for your question over on Twitter, Jack. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we've got a couple more questions, so don't go anywhere. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Welcome back, folks. One thing I neglected to say in the previous segment was that uh, Matt Perino was on with Bruce Nolan uh, last week talking about that 53-man roster projection and minicamp. So if you want to hear all of his comments and all of his thoughts on the Bills roster battles, on training camp, on what he saw at minicamp, make sure you go check that out on the Buffalo Rumblings podcast network. Uh, it was the Bruce exclusive episode from last week. Uh, speaking of the Buffalo Rumblings Podcast Network, it would really help us if you could have your friends uh, like and subscribe us or just choose one podcast. Maybe it's your favorite podcast and have them listen to it. Um, you know, that's how we spread the word, especially during the offseason. Um, so reach out, have, um, you know, like and subscribe it, of course, um, on your favorite podcast app. But also uh, maybe let a friend know about it. Um, I've got a, we are just wrapped up our uh 
top 10 salary cap values from the 2020 season. And I wanted to give my take on it real quick here on the podcast. I used to write these articles for the website, um, but I handed it over to Sean Murphy over the last few years. He's one of our um, lead writers over at buffalorumlings.com. And I always would overvalue folks that made like nothing, folks that made like bottom, bottom of the barrel, bargain basement, nothing. Um, Josh Allen, as a you know top 10 pick, doesn't make uh, bottom basement money. But um, Josh Allen, as number two in the MVP voting, um, with just you know a couple million dollars on his salary cap hit in 2020, would have been my number one pick uh, for the best salary cap values on the Buffalo Bills. His cap figure was 5.9 million in. 2020, which is you know higher than I've typically done, but as an MVP candidate who can elevate the entire team, I think that he was probably not not just the most valuable player on the Bills, but the best salary cap value on the Bills. Sean went with uh, Daryl Williams, uh, the right tackle, who signed for just um, a shade under three million dollars um, in the 2020 season. It's a, certainly a, a solid pick. Uh, for the list. I don't think I would have put him ahead of Josh Allen just because what Josh Allen did um, is just leaps and bounds beyond what Daryl Williams was able to bring to the table. Um, Levi Wallace is another guy I would have had high on my list and have had high on my list when I was running it. Uh, Taron Johnson's another one that was um, a great uh, value for the Buffalo Bills. So uh, go make sure you go check that out over at buffalorumlings.com. Um, Right now, we're in the process of running our, our 10 worst salary cap values for the Buffalo Bills, which usually gets a little bit juicier in the comments than the top 10 list. Over to our email inbox where Greg asks us a controversial question. We talked about it at the head of the show. Um, if Cole Beasley retires, what financial impact will there be and how much of a ripple effect is there on the roster? Cole Beasley has been very outspoken about the fact that he hates the fact that there is a tiered system for players that are vaccinated against COVID-19 and players that aren't vaccinated against COVID-19. Um, he has said that he'll retire if he has to. Um, so that's why Greg is asking the question. Let's head over to Spot Track and, and look up the Cole Beasley uh, salary cap numbers. First things first, his... $4.7 million base salary will come off the books. Um, he still has $3 million in signing camp or signing bonus money left um, on the on the deal as well. So right off the top, 4.7 comes off. His cap hit would go from 7.3, you know, down to what? Something like three and a half. They could spread it out over the next two seasons if they wanted to, because it's after June 1st. So they could spread it out into the 2022 season and the 2021 season. Uh, but they would save about $5 million in total uh, on their 2021 2022 cap uh, if he's not on the roster in 2021. They could also go after that $3 million signing bonus because he's retiring. Um, not because of injury, not because of age, but because of you know something else. Uh, if they really wanted to push the envelope, uh, they didn't do that with Eric Wood uh, because he um, 
had a legitimate injury. Uh, they could have theoretically gone after some of that signing bonus money, but they chose not to do that, um, which you know was the right call for sure. Uh, but in the case of Cole Beasley, if they you know deem him as I don't know abandoning the team or something like that, they could choose to do that just so that other players don't follow suit. So um, that is on the table. But it would be at least five million dollars. Now, as far as the the roster goes, it would just kind of be next man up. You know, Isaiah McKenzie would get a larger role. Maybe that helps Isaiah Hodgins make the team. Maybe that helps Marquez Stevenson make the team as the backup at that position, that slot position. Um, but I think that's all a little bit premature. I don't foresee Cole Beasley retiring. Um, I don't see him opting out. I think he wants to play. I, I mean, I think he's willing to pay some fines in order to play the way he wants to or to visit the family that he wants to while he's on the road. Uh, but, you know, we'll cross that bridge kind of when we get to it. And hopefully cooler heads will prevail one way or the other. Um, maybe he'll uh, be able to violate the NFL's uh, COVID-19 protocols as long as he's willing to pay a fine. And if he does come down with COVID-19, the NFL and NFL Players Association have both said that teams can find you whole game checks. So if they want to find him an entire game check because he misses a game because of COVID, uh, maybe we'll see that happen. So uh, lots of questions still about that, but we still got another two months uh, before the regular season starts, and we'll see how the COVID-19 protocols change between now and then. Thanks for your question over on our email address, buffalorumblings at sbnation.com. All right, that's going to do it for this week's episode. It is way too hot here in Western New York. I don't have air conditioning in this room. I'm sweating, so I'm going to get off the mic and go try and cool off just a little bit. As always, you can leave your questions for next week's episode and our upcoming Ask Me Anything episode where you don't need to be limited to Bill's topics um, on our voicemail line at 716-508-0405. You can tweet us at rumblings Q&A with the word and spelled out in the middle. You can email us buffalorumblings at spnation.com. Facebook and Instagram messages will get to me as well. Um, lots of ways to get in touch with the show. We will also post an Ask Me Anything uh, article over at buffalorumblings.com to catch any questions that you might have uh, before we go over there. So um, send in those questions for our regular episodes and that Ask Me Anything episode right now. Go Bills!